Welcome to the Nerd Review. This is a show where we talk about movies, TV shows, video games, books, and comic books. This is episode six, and today we're talking about Little Nicky. This movie came out in 2000 as one of my favorite movies. This is uh, starring Adam Sandler, Patricia Arquette, John Lovitz, and Robert Smeagol uh, as the voice of Mr. Beefy, the possessed talking dog. This movie really is amazing. Uh, some of the supporting characters, uh, actors, sorry, are uh, Peter Dante and Jonathan Lundgren, who play Peter and John. They really didn't stretch their imaginations coming up with those names. <laughs> These characters are two stoners, metalheads uh, who worship the devil, and they befriend Nikki. These guys are hilarious. They're—I laugh my ass off at all of their scenes. But uh, we'll get to their characters shortly. So this movie also happens to be directed by Stephen Brill, who also directed uh, *Without a Paddle*, one of my other all-time favorite movies. Uh, that's uh, this. So this movie came up before *Without a Paddle*, about four years earlier. Um, I covered uh, Without a Paddle in uh, the Favorites episode, so we should all be familiar with that movie. Um, so let's jump into Little Nicky. So the movie opens, and it's just John Lovitz sitting up in a tree, peeping in a woman's window, watching her undress. So like we're already just just going, you know, they're going hard right out the, right out the door. And uh, he's sitting up a branch of this tree with a blanket and a freaking picnic basket, wine glasses, uh, you know, a pair of binoculars and he's just going and uh, you know, he's credited his character is just the peeper and he's looking in this woman's window, uh, you know, to watch her take off her blouse and Right as she's about to un, you know, unhook her bra, her son walks in the room, and you know, you know, you know, he's all upset. And so he actually calls, he calls the house, and you see the phone ring. And we're watching this through the window from his perspective, and the son picks up, and he's like, you know, Tommy, go downstairs. Uh, I just, uh, I don't know, I'm a big bird that wants to see the rest of mommy, and he starts laughing, you know, this stupid laugh that he does, and uh, they notice him out the window. So they look out the window, and he's just like flapping his arm arms up and down to try and be a big bird and he's like no I'm just a big bird and and the kid opens the window and with a slingshot fires a rock at his head and it knocks him off the branch and he falls backwards and as he hits the ground it cuts and he, you, you see him still falling and it's a, it's a CGI scene and he's he's falling and he pops out of the flames of hell and he hits the ground hard and he, he looks up and he's like where am I and the, there's the gatekeeper uh, <laughs> sitting there and he looks at him and he says hey aren't you the guy that was uh, sitting up in the tree pretending to be a horny bird so you can watch the beautiful mom undress and John Lovitz kind of like you know like straightens his suit which is all burnt now because he like passed through the flames of hell and he kind of nods and he's like yeah that was me and and he's like well now you get to see what a big horny bird really looks like in hell <laughs> that's that's where the movie actually opens um so little nicky what what is the movie actually about uh adam sandler plays the son of the devil uh he's more soft-spoken uh, he's not as ruthless as the other sons of the devil and we'll find out that's because he's also part angel he's you know the devil had a, a, a liaison with an angel gasp uh so that's pretty funny um and uh the movie picks up it's been ten thousand years the devil has been running hell and he's supposed to pick his next successor uh 
uh, is that going to be Nikki or is it going to be his two other sons? Uh, Adrian, played by Rias Iffens, or Cassius, played by Tom Lister Jr.? And the devil decides that none of his children are mature enough. They're over 10,000 years old, but they're still immature, and he wants to reign hell for another 10,000 years. And this just pisses off Adrian and Cassius. Um, those are the two older brothers, and they decide that screw hell they're leaving it's uh, you know they one of them says uh you know it's it's uh they're tired of serving in hell and what if we went to earth and raised our own hell so they jump through the the gates of hell the, those big flames that john lovitz had just you know moments before come flying through and the uh the gatekeeper who's actually uh kevin uh, neilan kevin neilan who played doug on uh, the entire series of weeds was a, that's a great series we should we should cover that in an upcoming episode episode uh so he screams like you can't go out the flames only travel inwards and as they jump through the gates the whole thing just like freezes over the fire turns into like this crystal like orange crystal and you hear like thumping sounds like thump 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 and and screams and that's like supposed to be souls that are supposed to be coming in and instead of like flying through the gates like john lovitz had just previously done you know mr peeper um they're getting stuck on the other side and now this is you know there's a situation now no no new souls can come in to into hell and so the gatekeeper runs up to the devil uh and he's he's you know screaming like your your highness your highness i tried to stop them but adrian and cassius they they went through the gates and they froze the gates of hell and he says calm down calm down thank you for telling me he's like oh thank you thank you and he just the devil like he he, he moves his hands up and two big breasts just grow up on the top of the gatekeeper's head and he's fourth hence known as Tithead. Uh, so the devil is played by uh, Harvey Keitel, and while uh, Tithead was screaming, uh, you know, b well before that he was still gatekeeper. So the gatekeeper was screaming, and out walks uh, Rodney Dangerfield, and he's playing uh, Grandpa Devil or Lucifer, as is on his IMDb page. That's what he's credited with. And the devil tells him, you know, everything is fine. Go back to his room, and you know, Lucifer, he, the grandpa, he points and he's at the gatekeeper and says, "Can you come with me?" And the devil turns around and says, "Sure, Tithead, go with my father." <laughs> That's just um the 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 whole movie just cracks me up uh and you know this is one of those uh inappropriate movies um from way back then it, you know it came out in 2000 and it, it's an it's an inappropriate movie let's just get that across it came out it was uh, rated pg-13 um it's mostly just crude jokes and 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 lowbrow humor um i was probably 10 when i saw this probably around the same time as i saw without a paddle um i think we had it on vhs uh it's it, you know they were still making vhs tapes in in 2000 and this movie, every time I watch it, I, I just watched it earlier today, actually, as I was taking my notes and looking up some trivia, and it still just makes me laugh out loud. Um, so at this point, it's, you know, the, the devil is panicking, and he explains to Nikki that with the gates of hell frozen, that... He, no new souls can come into hell and he's going to start to deteriorate and like I think his leg falls off at that point or part of his body you know his ear his ear falls off and uh, so they tell Nikki that like somebody has to go up to earth and they have to bring their, the, the brothers back they have to bring Adrian and Cassius back and Nikki's like okay well then just go up and do it and the the assistant uh, he you know to the devil he tells him that like I can't I can't go up there I don't have devil blood in me I wouldn't last two seconds up there with your brothers and 
and so they're like he's Nikki you know Adam Sandler he's like well I have to go and it, the, throughout the whole movie he talks like there kind of with a with, with his with his mouth pushed to the side because uh, Cassius hit him in the face with a shovel um, so he's like shovel face and so he just talks with uh, kind of an accent through the whole movie and a lot of people said it was grating and that his voice was annoying I uh, maybe I was because I was 10 years old the first time I saw it I still think it was hilarious um, so he has to go up uh, to earth to find his brothers they give him this uh, blinged out uh, flask that has like a devil face on it and they tell him that they have to drink from this if they drink the flask it'll pull their essence into it and they, he needs this because they both have to come back at the same time they left at the same time they have to come back at the same time so this is his you know demonic duty his devilish duty he has to go to earth and bring his brothers back and so he goes up to Earth, and, and uh, the, the portal from hell opens for him, opens in a, in a subway station in New York. And <laughs> he walks, he stands up right two seconds, he walks onto the train tracks, the subway tracks, and you just like hear a subway car, and he turns left, and just smack, just gets hit by a train. He comes back, flies through the gates, because um, he's the son, you know, he's the devil, he has devil blood in him, he can actually pass through the gates, you know, in and out. And he just like hits the ground, and the, you know, the devil, and they're all there, and they're like, you were gone like 10 seconds what happened he's like i was hit by really bright lights attached to a lot of metal he's like that's a train son don't don't stand in front of those he's like oh i'll have to take a mulligan on this one <laughs> and so he goes back up and and this time you know he looks both ways and there's no train and on the platform is a bulldog and the bulldog is holding a sign in his mouth that just says Mr. Beefy. And that's that's the the Mr. Beefy that I was talking about before. Uh, he's a possessed dog that can talk. And, you know, he starts explaining to Adam Sandler. He starts explaining to Nikki, you know, what is what is devilly you know like sorry what is a uh, devilly what is devilly duties uh what they're you know what they have to do in order to save the devil and robert smeagol does a great job of the voice of mr beefy he's absolutely hilarious and so mr beefy helps nikki uh you know he explains to him the human world he shows him how to eat he buys him some popeye chicken popeye's chicken he tells him you know you have to open your open your mouth put it in close your teeth now shoot now like he tells him how to chew and he's like now now tilt your head back and let it slide down down your throat hold now don't choke and he's like you know good dumbass <laughs> um and so you know the devil so mr beefy's like i was supposed to find you a place on the upper east side uh you know your dad gave me a bunch of money but i, I misplaced it and it cuts to a scene of mr beefy the bulldog uh at a, at, a, at a regular strip club in new york and he's throwing money around and the strippers are like pouring pouring booze down his throat and it cuts back and he's like but i found you a, a nice apartment but you're gonna have a roommate and uh that the roommate is uh alan covert and he's played by uh, uh sorry he's uh alan covert play <laughs> played uh, Todd, that's the roommate, and it's it's hilarious. He's a hilarious roommate. You know, he has all these rules about like, you know, he's like he's an upcoming actor, and he has a uh, you know living room time and shared TV time, and you know, don't touch my Pepsi's in in the fridge kind of roommate. Um, just absolutely, you know, he's very funny in the movie. And so the next day, uh, you know, you see uh, Nikki go to sleep, and he's asleep on the radiator, and his snores are all demonic. Like, <laughs> 
and and Alan's just like, oh my god, you know, he's terrified. Uh, and the next day, there's uh, a, a nice montage. Beefy and and Nikki uh, have to start trying to find the brothers, Adrian and Cassius. And there's a montage of Nikki like running up to random people, like get in the flask, and and he just gets beaten up. Like you know, he runs up to a cop and he starts like beating him with his billy club. Uh, you know, he runs up to a homeless person, same thing, starts like throwing trash at him and beating him up. And then uh, you know, be- you see Beefy and he's like, he's like, where did where did Nikki? go and then you see you see you know nikki standing in the polar bear exhibit at the zoo trying to get the polar bear to drink the flask and you just and then you just see nikki like fly through the gates of hell again the polar bear killed him and he's just you know he lands stomach first face down right on the ground in hell and he looks over and it's gatekeeper uh tithead and there's just this like demonic ape thing there i believe his name is gary um and and he's just like fondling tithead's you know, head breasts at that point. And, and he's like, and they kind of see each other and he's like, Oh, he's like, don't tell anybody about this. He's like, Oh, don't tell anybody about this. They kind of just like agree not to tell anybody, you know, they're like Nikki died again. And that Gary and Tithead are some, like a, they're an item now. It's, it's absolutely hilarious. And this is around, um, this is around the point when uh, John and Peter make their appearance. Uh, those are my two favorite, like the stoner supporting act, uh, you know, supporting actors, supporting cast. Uh, so Nikki falls asleep. He's very enthusiastic, and Mister Beef. He's like, "I love your enthusiasm, but we have to, you know, narrow down the list of suspects. We're just running around the city of, you know, how many million people are in New York in, in the year 2000." Uh, so, and. Uh, so Nikki falls asleep and at this point some random dude like some street you know bustler hustler whatever comes over and and robs him he steals his like literally the Popeye's chicken out of his hand and uh, the flask he steals the flask so and then like the two guys are like oh man that guy just got robbed and they go over to wake him up and they're like yo dude you know you just got you just got robbed and and Nikki freaks out and he, he screams and he breathes fire and he runs off and the two Peter and John are like did you see the dragon breath on that dude the dark prince has risen and then they just like butt heads together they just like bang their foreheads together it's, these characters are amazing and so this is how uh, Nikki ends up meeting the love interest that's uh, Patricia Arquette's character in the movie she plays Valerie and so Nikki's running around the streets and he he, he passes like these uh, panhandle I don't know they're like street sellers they're selling just like selling stuff on the street in New York I'm not sure if that's an actual thing that happens um but so he passes and he sees he sees that you know his flask is on the table and literally right next to the flask the dude is selling the piece of popeye's chicken that like there's literally a bite taken out of it that nikki took a bite of so he's he's just just hawking his like stolen stuff that he took out of a dude in dude's hands and so Nikki tries to get it back from him. Valerie, like, you know, stands up for him. This is how he meets Valerie. Uh, that's, you know, Patricia Arquette's, uh, you know, role in this movie. And uh, interesting trivia, she didn't have to, uh, she didn't have to audition for her uh, part in the movie. She was just given her part in the movie. And there was a lot of, uh, there's a lot of cameos in the movie, actually, speaking of that. Um, Quentin Tarantino uh, it has a few, um, a few, a few scenes in the movie, actually. He plays a blind uh, deacon. And he's arguably one of the funniest, like, he's very supportive cast, I guess. He's just, you know, an extra, not an extra, um, but I don't know what, what he would classify as, but absolutely hilarious. You know, Nikki walks out of the, the, the Grand Central Station or the, I think that's where it was. 
does. That's where Beefy picks him up, the subway station. And directly outside is the, the blind deacon. And Mr. Beefy's like, now there's a guy outside you might think is possessed, but he's just crazy. And you see this this guy, he's in a black suit, and he has like a, a black top hat on, all these cross, like a cross around his neck. He's holding up a cross, and he's just one of those like, you know, like the end is near kind of people. And he's like, the Lord, the, the Lord praises you. And then as Nikki walks by, he's just like, you make the Lord very nervous. Hellfire is burning me alive. And he starts, he starts fleeing and, and he's bumping into people. He's knocking them over. He's like, the beast has risen. And he just falls down the stairs to a subway platform. And you just hear like, as he hits the ground. And then the next time you see him, he has like one of those, those neck collars on and, and crutches. And he just keeps passing Nikki and, and getting more, more messed up. Uh, at one point, Nikki is flying over the city uh, with Valerie, which is, is a very funny scene. And, and he flies over and, and, and the, the deacon is there and he's like, the hell beast is above us. The hell beast is above us with his whore. And, and Nikki looks down and he pops the side of like a, a fire hydrant off and sends him flying through the window. And he looks at Valerie and says, no one calls my no one calls my girl a whore in his weird uh, accent there, shovel face accent. Uh, it's just, it gets hilarious. So after the montage, um, Nikki and Mr. Beefy are having a conversation in the apartment and Mr. Beefy's telling him that he needs to release the evil. You know, he's the son of the devil and that, you know, this is only going to get easier if he can tap into his demonic powers. And he, you know, he tells him to go get one of the Pepsis from the fridge. He's like, that's my roommate's Pepsi. He's like, that's my roommate's Pepsi. Does that sound like something the son of the devil would say? <laughs> Mr. Beefy's hilarious. And so he, he grabs the Pepsi and he sits down and he's like now release the evil and he starts staring at the pepsi and the can's like shaking and his hair starts like moving with the wind and his you know his eyes start to like get like this flame effect in them and then todd walks out he's like are you gonna drink one of my pepsis he's like no i was just admiring it and oh and he saw he saw mr beefy and and uh, uh, todd didn't like dogs he didn't want dogs so like mr beefy wasn't actually staying in the apartment so he's not supposed to be there and so he's just like runs out the window onto the fire escape and todd's just like I'm going to pretend like I didn't see a dog because I can't process that. And then he takes the Pepsi and he opens it and he, he drinks it and he's like, this Pepsi tastes like Coke. <laughs> he walks away and and Mr. Beefy's like, that was your great transformation. You turned a Pepsi into a Coke. <laughs> he's just giving him shit and it's hilarious. But so this interaction, uh, it leads to them turning on the TV and they notice that this referee, uh, it's played by Dana Garvey, uh, is is possessed. It's clearly he's possessed the way he's acting. It's supposed to be a Globetrotters game that's going on. And instead of the Globetrotters winning, the ref is calling all of these fouls and like, you know, three points off for the, the, the Globetrotters penalty shots. And so they realize that, you know, it's it's a possession and he's ruining the game. So Nikki goes down there and he shows up at Adrian. You know, he, he does a slam dunk over his head, shatters the basket. And then Adrian's like, how'd you get so good at basketball? And he's like, it's, it must have been this super for devil juice that dad gave me and he tricks him into drinking from the flask and and it like it pulls adrian like right out of the guy's mouth and like the whole crowd just like gasps and, like, 
and it shows this this woman in in the audience and she's just like now that is some david copperfield shit uh, this fucking i i it's floors me and so that leads to one of my favorite parts of the movies and i'll just you know go through some of my favorite parts of the movies um so now they they got back to uh to the, the apartment and while while that stuff was happening like nikki ran off to go to the globetrotters game but todd was still in the apartment and mr beefy is standing on the fire escape at this point and they're just watching the events of the game unfold but when mr beefy speaks like todd's just like did, did you just speak and it looks at mr beefy and he goes no and so you know the the cat's out of the bag the dog's out of the bag at this point and and Todd Todd realizes that you know it's a talking dog and so after the stuff of the Globetrotters game uh, you know they you see also that John and Peter were at you know the two devil worship guys the metalheads they were at the, the the basketball game and so it cuts back to the apartment and they're having a little celebration they have a cake and Todd is just like you know they're catching up on things and he's like so you're the son of the devil and you're a talking dog and they're eating the cake and Todd's just like, this cake tastes kind of funny. And uh, Peter is just like, yeah, I, I dropped a fat sack of reefer in that thing to kick this party up a notch. And Nikki is just like, what's reefer? And Mr. BB says about 500 bucks an ounce, which makes me laugh as you know living in canada and the current cost of legal uh reefer is not nearly 500 dollars an ounce we would be broke could you imagine so this this party is just uh they're just you know chatting and 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 getting high and uh now well now they're all high because there's there's a huge bag of uh weed in their cake and they're just having a good time and then uh, nikki's you know he's totally in love with valerie and right before, uh, one of the scenes before the Globetrotters thing was that uh, he crossed paths with Adrian and he, he like took control of his mind and made him say all these rude things to Valerie and then had him walk in front of a bus, uh, you know, killed him and sent him back to hell. And so Valerie's all pissed off at him, but they, you know, they tell him like to, to go for it. You know, he's going to have to like follow his heart and go for love. And so he goes to find Valerie and he, he walks up, his, up her uh, fire escape and he you know, he goes to the wrong window at first and it's this this dude in like a sequence bra and woman's underwear and he's just like do, 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 you know music playing and he's just like rubbing his nipples and and he's like he's like oh wrong window sorry and he's like good luck he's like i don't need luck i'm fabulous and he just continues like rubbing his nipples and dancing and and so nikki goes to find valerie and uh, they they make up, you know. She well, first she sprays him in the face with pepper spray because of all the things he said to her. It was so rude, and he falls off of her balcony. And she's like, "Please don't die!" And and he stops, and he's managing to like float. You know, the butterflies are so alive in his stomach that he's able to float. And that's what leads to the flying scene that I mentioned earlier. You know, they're flying over the town, and he says, "I see you, devil beast!" And <laughs> that's when Quentin Tarantino goes flying through the window. That was just is absolutely hilarious. Now, the Globetrotter thing is, is roughly halfway through the movie. The movie's only about an hour and a half. Uh, once you've gotten through the Globetrotters and the apartment scene and him reconciling with Val, uh, Valerie, I almost said Valkyrie, uh, reconciling with Valerie, uh, there's maybe 45 minutes left. And so at this point, uh, the next day, uh, Adrian has possessed the police chief. He's framed Nikki. And the movie ramps up really quickly. Nikki, Nikki has to go back to hell. Uh, so they need to kill him. Uh, there's 
there's another montage which is absolutely hilarious and it ends in uh there's not much cgi in the movie it's, it's pretty practical uh movie like the the effects and stuff um the only cgi is uh when they try to do some of their devil powers you know getting sucked out of some like uh, the cgi for uh for cassius being sucked out of the guy's mouth when he's possessing the referee um at one point, uh, you know, Adrian pulls himself out of uh, the police chief. He shoves his hand up the guy's nose. Um, it's 2000s. It's 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 not the best uh, VFX, but uh, they did a decent job. And so the second montage is after Adrian has framed Nikki. Uh, he's he's possessed the police chief. Uh, you know, he wants to find his brother, uh, presumably to send him back to hell or lock him up or keep him from interfering. And so he's he's possessed the police chief, and so uh, uh, he put out a reward. I think it was like a million dollars or something. And so uh, everybody starts chasing uh, Nikki down the street. And once he's once he's uh, cornered, he he has to release the evil, you know, release the evil within again. This time he breaks apart into a bunch of tiny little you know CGI spiders, and everybody screams and he runs away. And so he goes back to the apartment. It's one of my favorite scenes. And they decide that like you know he needs to die to go back to hell. So so that he can ask his dad what to do and uh so first peter and john they try to kill nikki they grab him and like run him over and bash his head into the counter and he's just like oh it's like i didn't die but it just hurt a lot and then and then it todd just like turns all creepily and he's like i've always wanted to try and kill someone and then it just there's a hard cut to them it, like nikki's in the tub and todd's on top of him like trying to drown him and he's screaming damn you kevin spacey you take all my parts <laughs> So we don't see we don't see Nikki go to hell this time. Uh, presumably he goes to hell and uh, it cuts and so we see uh, John and Peter. They're like they're betraying Nikki. Um, they've gone to the police chief, who at this point you're not supposed to know that he's well. You, you kind of know that like that, that Adrian has is influencing him, but like he's actually possessing the police chief. And so they bring him to the the, the Grand Central uh, station to the the train the the train line where Nikki's supposed to return, and it's Mr. Beefy. And Todd and they're like you guys sold this out and and they're like just waiting for for Nikki to come back and they're just like it's a lot of money bro and so the cops take uh, Mr. Beefy and Todd away and as they're leading them upstairs through the station Mr. Beefy stops to pee but instead he like just lets out a smoke bomb and the cops are like the dog has smoke bombs and he just like runs through the station and he's running back down to you know try and help Nikki and uh, at this point like the the John and Peter they're trying to get uh, uh, you know their money from the police chief, and this like hobo person walks over, walks by, drinking like some uh, some booze and stuff, and they 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 knock her over, they push the hobo over, and take the the paper bag with the booze in it, and. At this point, you can see that it's Valerie and that, you know, we kind of figured out that John and Peter, they're not actually, they didn't actually turn on anybody, that it's a ruse and, you know, the, the police chief is like, he wants something cool. And that's when he puts his hand up the guy's nose and there's a little bit of CGI and he, he pulls out his, you know, his own foot and like he pulls himself out of the police chief's body. And uh, and right before he takes the, the bottle, you know, he's not, you know, Adrian's not as stupid, he's not as gullible, he can't be tricked into drinking from the flask 
mask, he pulls the bag off of it, and he's like, will this quench my thirst, or will it trap me in forever? And for some reason, I forgot that Cassius has like a little bit of an accent. Uh, nobody else, sorry, Adrian has a little bit of an accent. Nobody else had an accent, but Adrian's a little bit British. Um, and and so he doesn't he doesn't drink the flask, and he uh, he grabs uh, Valerie to you know get Nikki to show himself. Uh, and so it turns out that Nikki was possessing John. He was inside John, which Adrian realized when uh, he noticed that Peter is sweating down in the subway station because it's so hot. But John wasn't. You know, they're both uh, from hell, so they're not sweating. And that was that was the giveaway. So he ends up forcing Nikki using his uh, you know his devil powers, which he's more in touch with. He forces Nikki out of uh, John's body, and you know he's threatening Valerie. That's when Mr. Beefy shows up, and he lifts his leg. But this time, instead of a smoke bomb, he fires a freaking full-sized like metal arrow right out of his junk, and it, it hits Adrian in the knee, and they fall. And that's when Nikki you know jumps on Adrian, and they all three of them, him, Valerie, and Adrian, fall on the train tracks. And uh, Nikki grabs Valerie and throws her back up onto the platform, and then gra- and then Adrian grabs him and says like, "See you in hell, Nikki." And they they just both get hit by the train this time. And so what happens is that Nikki ends up in heaven. So what you find out is that Nikki's this is when you find out that Nikki is half angel. So uh, because he saved Valerie, he that's you know he saved somebody. So he doesn't go to hell. When you save somebody and die, you get to go to heaven. And he meets his mom. So this is the reason why Nikki is all soft. He has angel an angel side. You know he's also good. His mom is Reese Witherspoon, <laughs> which is really funny. Uh, one of the angels, uh, the one of the angels that played uh, is uh, the character Jenna is actually uh, Adam Sandler's wife. Uh, interesting single bit of trivia um and uh so they explained to nikki that he doesn't have to release the evil that he's also good and that he could beat evil with good so they send him back down to earth and he gets a new outfit so instead of it you know being all dark and you know hell outfit he gets a this nice white and pink outfit and uh they teach him to release the good so um but at this point, uh, Adrian goes back down to hell, and when he's in hell, he sees that their dad, you know, the the devil that was currently there, is just like a pair of arms holding his mouth, and so he's not strong enough to defend the, defend against anybody. So Adrian knocks him over, and as soon as he sits down in the throne, he becomes the devil. He grows, you know, horns from his head, and he gets you know, more grotesque looking. Yeah, he's embraced the, the the evil within now, you know. And meanwhile, uh, Nikki is watching all of this with his mom uh, Reese Witherspoon uh, and they're watching this from heaven they have this like big dish that they can watch all the things that happen on earth and apparently they have like direct you know view into hell too because they can see like Nikki's dad and what's going on there as well and uh, so Adrian his entire goal you know their entire goal when they came up was to bring hell to earth so as soon as he sits on the throne it starts ascending and they're looking like what's happening on earth and there's all these like fires dotted across uh, you know New York and and so like literally Adrian's throne starts to rise from the middle of New York. Uh, I think they're in uh, you know uh, 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 Central Park, and so he has this big throne, and everybody's uh, there, and 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 Adrian's like everybody's enjoyed their their great you know fun and frivolity and whores and and drinking, and uh, but now you're actually going to die, and and you're all coming to hell with me, and everybody starts to panic, and the hell creatures come and start like pushing people around and Quentin Tarantino is you know the, the blind deacon is there and he's like we're actually gonna die and he, he starts running and he runs
runs, he's blind and he runs directly into the fire. And he's like, I'm actually burning now. Hellfire is actually burning me alive. Which, I mean, we shouldn't laugh, but it's absolutely hilarious. Uh, so, um, and so, so Adrian's, you know, addressing his masses. And in the corner, uh, you have, you have, uh, like off to the side of his throne, uh, you have, uh, Valerie, Peter, uh, you have, you have all the friends, the supporting cast, and they're like getting like super supreme wedgies and they're being held up by their underwear on these big spikes that have grown out of hell and uh, Nikki sees all this from heaven and they decide that they have to go back and, and you know that's when Reese, Reese Witherspoon you know she his mom it, it tells him that like he has to release the good and that he could do, do all this with good so he goes back and uh, there's this like there's this good like marching song you know like the the anthem starts up and and when he goes release the good <laughs> that's what he says and like a rainbow comes out of his hands and there's these like hell gremlin things that have come up and they have like gross faces and like, big teeth and horns and and he starts like you know he gives them a giant bucket of Popeye's chicken and one of them is like Popeye's chicken is freaking awesome you know that's exactly what Nikki said at the beginning and they they have their little their their fight uh you know they there's like uh, devil powers versus heaven powers and uh Nikki Nikki can you know he releases the good and uh, what at the last moment uh, he summons, he has this like uh, this orb that he was given, and he smashes it on the ground, and it summons Ozzy Osbourne because at that point uh, Adrian is in the form of a bat, and so Ozzy grabs the bat, and that's when of course Rob Schneider makes an appearance, and he says, "You can do it! Bite his freaking head off!" <laughs> and Ozzy bites off the head of the bat, you know, and and then spits it into the flask, and you see like when he spits it into the flask, you see like it's 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 adrian like his whole like his whole body goes inside you know he bit off the essence of of adrian from that bat and he goes into the flask and uh so now they're like again now they have to kill nikki but he's like if i die i'm just gonna go back to heaven he's like you need to do something evil and so another guest appearance henry uh, henry winkler is in the office the fawns uh, is in the office he's in the audience and uh so, <laughs> uh so he covers him in bees and uh you know he screams and then they and then they just do him in you know valerie professes her love for him and and she just knocks him in the head and kills him and he goes back to hell and as soon as he comes through the gates this time he comes in like like peter pan running through the sky and like lands on his feet you know instead of landing face down you know he's gotten he's learned from his journey and uh, as soon as he comes through the gate holding the flask the devil just like reconstitutes his whole body comes back up and he's all good and uh, the movie comes to a close the credits roll and there's a really cool uh, portion at the end where it shows you like all the things that happened uh, you know uh, so uh, little Nikki decides to come to earth to live with Valerie and they have a, a son Zachariah and there's a little scene uh, at the you know interspersed interspersed into the credits where uh, this woman walks up and she's like oh look at the cute little baby and Zachariah just goes and like burps some flames at her face and it has some you know writing on the screen that explains that he got kicked out of uh, nursery school because he turns another kid's milk into moose piss 
which was one of the things that uh, Mr. Beefy said that uh, you know uh, Nikki would be able to uh, to change. He could change that Pepsi into anything. You uh, you know uh, virgin blood, uh, wine, moose piss, and you know he turned it into a Coke. Uh, and then uh, it goes on to show you like what happened to other characters, Mr. Beefy included. Uh, so eventually he gets out uh, uh, kicked out of the strip club, uh, that strip club that he kept visiting because uh, he was for excessive drinking, and he runs into his uh, his his ex girlfriend, the sewer rat Heather, and uh, it says they they've been together for like five years and they got married and it shows like photos of them on their wedding day and it's like a dog uh it's the head of a dog like superimposed into like this like terrible suit and the the rat has like hair and 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 uh, like a veil and stuff and it's, it's just creepy and then they're like and they had five of the ugliest children you've ever seen and it shows these little babies that have like rat heads on little like uh bulldog bodies it's disturbing and then it shows uh the gatekeeper Tidhead and the stupid uh demonic ape thing gary uh they also have been together now uh for multiple years they also have ugly babies and it's little is little furry ape body babies with these white little demonic heads that all have breast head boob heads they're all little baby tit heads <laughs> and then uh peter and john uh they use their reward money uh to buy a plane and they stock it with like reefer and you know the uh drinks and music and all that stuff but they forget to hire a pilot uh so exactly after takeoff uh they, they crash into the side of a mountain and then it shows them in hell in nikki's old room just jamming out on some air guitar and they're ha- and it's just like they've never been happier in their life and uh todd uh you know he ha- he puts on a one man show uh but unfortunately only one man shows up and then it just shows the nipple guy and it just says this guy so nipple guy is the only person that went to todd's one man show uh which is which is just hilarious uh you know i love when they they add in that like it's basically a little epilogue for the movies you can you know you enjoy a movie like that and you know uh i'm one of those people that always like to you know you know the movie exists so these characters exist they would continue to exist after you know the movie was filmed uh if you like to uh indulge in that sort of make belief uh you know after you've watched a movie to uh you know to think about what what the characters would be doing today if uh if they existed would they still be just uh you know how i hang around new york stuff like that and um and so it continues it shows uh so it shows adrian and uh was it adrian and cassius because they're still in the flag <laughs> not the flag they're still in the flask and they're still in the flask and and uh and then you just uh you see um uh you see the 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 flask so adrian and cassius are still in the flask and the devil uh so one of the devil's duties one of my favorite parts one of the devil's duties at the very beginning of the movie uh when he's talking to his son his son's about you know him going to be taking over hell uh the the hell the like his his second hand commander in hell or something uh sorry jimmy the demon that's the character's name uh is played by blake clark he comes in and he's like uh, don't forget, you were supposed to be shoving a pineapple up Hitler's ass at 4 p.m. So, so this is like a whole a whole thing that happens. There's like this, there's a character that's dressed like, you know, Hitler, and there's a whole freaking closet just full, full of pineapples, you know, to just shove up Hitler's ass. So, at the, so they do that at the beginning of the movie, and then at the end of the movie, you see uh, the, the, you see Hitler again, and he's wearing this like, this little French maid's outfit, and it's absolutely hilarious. And uh, so they take the flash and they shove that up Hitler's ass. So that's what happens to Adrian and Cassius. They're going to spend eternity up Hitler's ass with an endless line of pineapples. And that's 
that's the entire movie from from end to end it's absolutely ridiculous it's it's i've i've loved this movie since the first time i saw it um let's jump into the, the box office you know budget uh the budget versus the box office so it had a budget of 185 100 185 million uh that would be that'd be a lot of money for a comedy movie uh it had a budget of uh, 85 million plus advertising uh now the movie did place number two for its debut weekend uh and it made 16 million on that opening weekend but it w- it would end up bombing it's considered a box office bomb uh for the 2000s it would go on to only make 58 million so they lost they lost quite a bit of money if you if you roughly estimate that maybe they spent five million or more on advertising so the budget's like just over 90 million they lost like 40 something 30 something million dollars on this movie uh so like that's just unfortunate it uh the the ratings are quite in line with that uh the reviews online um they go they go in line on imdb it has like a two two and a half uh, sorry five so they're on 10 stars so imdb it's uh 5.3 on 10 on rotten tomatoes it's 21 percent uh and uh critic score and 55 percent audience score uh which is which is pretty low on uh 250,000 plus ratings uh it's 55 percent it's not that bad there are lower movies uh, the, the movie would also uh be nominated for five raspberry awards which are some sort of like anti uh you know awards because it got a bunch of awards including uh, worst picture worst actor that was adam sandler worst supporting actress for patricia arquette and worst director and worst screenplay and it even lost so it didn't it didn't even win the awards for being the worst it lost against battlefield earth which is just absolutely hilarious because i've also seen battlefield earth and that movie's just just a steaming pile of garbage uh so we can get into battlefield earth in another movie um so there's also some strange edits that were available after this movie came out in 2004 uh they re-released it i think it was probably because it was released on tv and they removed some of the more crude jokes uh for some reason they got rid of the whole coke pepsi uh transformation that's kind of weird i'm curious why they would remove that one um and that's uh, that's some of th- that that's that's the trivia for the movie. That's the box office for the movie. Uh, it was a it was honestly it's a great movie. I super enjoy watching this movie. It's absolutely hilarious. Um, I really recommend anybody who likes Adam Sandler movies to watch this. According to uh, Roger Ebert, uh, at the time, it was the funniest Adam Sandler movie. It got two and a half stars, which was the highest rating on the on the Ebert scale. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, it goes to show you it's a good, it's a good wacky comedy about the devil's son that uh, comes to earth and learns to love and, uh, you know, finds out who he really is, finds some cool friends to hang out with and uh, has, uh, has a an incredible journey of comedic value um i i will watch this movie again a hundred times over so if i include the viewing from this afternoon when i was taking all my notes and uh you know typing up some some trivia these are that i was reading about uh that would be the fifth time i've watched that movie 
this year alone in 2022 so i've watched this movie five times this year um i think that uh is an example of how much i enjoy this movie it's that movie you watch on a rainy day it's that movie you watch when you're bored and uh, you could use a good laugh uh, it's definitely a stoner comedy, uh, a no-brain comedy, but it it is definitely a comedy. It will make it will, if you enjoy that kind of movie, you're gonna laugh. I, I almost guarantee it. And uh, so I hope you check out that movie, and I hope you like it, and I hope you've liked uh, episode six. That this wraps up episode six. This has been the nerd review. Uh, this has been the nerd review of Little Nicky. The movie came out in 2000. Uh, I almost want to say 2000 and something, but it's just the movie came out in 2000, the year 2000. <laughs> So that wraps up this episode. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I hope you've enjoyed the episodes past, and I hope you keep coming back to enjoy more episodes. So that's been episode six of the Nerd Review, and this is the Nerd signing off.